What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Sit Down with Stand Ups. I'm Ari Azizian, and I got a very special guest for you today. But first, have you subscribed to Sit Down with Stand Ups yet? No? All right, go to iTunes or go to the podcast app on your phone. Type in Sit Down with Stand Ups. It makes sense. And you'll get the new episode every Monday. Right when it goes up, it'll be downloaded straight to your phone. You can listen to it anywhere you want in the car, on the bus, if you don't have a car. Uh, anywhere else, around the house, with your eye home, anywhere you like. Just listen in, and uh, you can delete the episodes right when you're done. If you got an Android, um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you had to, you had to go and be a rebel. You had to get something that nobody had, and I don't know what to tell you. I, it's probably in there somewhere. Um, I heard if you go to Podcast Republic or Podcast Addict, it's there. Just type in "sit down standups," uh, or you know, just buy an iPhone like everybody else. All right. Guys, my guest today is a very, very funny comedian. Uh, she was a top 10 finalist on Last Comic Standing this season. She's hilarious. She, she started standing when she was only 16 years old. I don't even know what I was doing when I was 16. I didn't even have my driver's license yet. She's absolutely hilarious. She's one of the best. And it was such an honor to sit down and talk with her. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the very funny Taylor Tomlinson. <laughs> I'm from, uh, I grew up in Modesto and then we moved to Temecula. You were in Modesto? I did. I grew no up. Way. Yeah, until I was like nine. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to Temecula, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Temecula, which okay. is like hour and a half with no traffic from here. Yeah. So yeah, not too far. So kind of LA, kind of sure. Temecula. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Kind of LA, except like not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's, I always tell people it's like a good place to be from. Like yeah. it's a very nice, like safe suburban if you wanted to play like very inclusive soccer so it's just suburbia yeah A-Y-S-O. just suburbia yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly uh but yeah you know good schools and very like family oriented and and safe and clean that's awesome how many mm-hmm. siblings did you have i have three younger sisters younger okay mm-hmm. yeah so they are uh it's like every two years i've got a they're all about to have birthdays but there's a 15 a 17 a 19 15, 17, 19. Are they into stand-up too or not really? No, no. I My youngest, they're all really funny. Yep. My youngest sister is the only one that I've ever been like, you should try doing stand-up because I think she's like really funny. And she was like, no, that's your Kids thing. Kids are so good at comedy. I like, know, I don't right? Know why. Yeah. Like anybody under 15 is like the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> I know because they have like their own specific voice and then the world just no stamps filter. that out of yeah, them. Exactly. Then they go to college and everybody's like, you suck. <laughs> Uh, no, but she's, yeah, she's really funny and I think very unique. And, and I've told her before, like, if you ever want to go to an open mic, like I'll take you. And she's like, no, people already ask like, which one of you is the comedian enough? (laughs) Like, I'm not interested in doing that. And I was like, all right, that's fair. I'll ask in a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But you started really young. You were like 16 when you started. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. In Temecula, like at open mics? In Temecula. No, not at open mics. Uh, the first like year I was like 16, 16 and a half. Yeah. So like the first year I really only did, uh, like mostly like churches and fundraisers and like schools and coffee shops. Wow. But not really any like legitimate open mics cause there aren't any open right. mics. Uh, 
and even those like you had to drive to so my dad was like driving me to gigs uh the interesting thing was in doing all those gigs i got like more time and sometimes more money than i deserved to yeah. that early uh and i had to work super super clean so like yeah when i turned 18 then i started doing uh clubs and and other stuff like that because uh, i it didn't even occur to me that i could like stand outside of a comedy club and yeah. wait to go in to perform i was just like well i'm not 18 so i can't do that like <laughs> at most i the most i ever thought about breaking the rules or the law in any in any capacity was like Maybe I should just get a fake ID so I can go do comedy Wow! <laughs> in clubs. And I mean, if I knew anybody cool enough, <laughs> I probably would have. But I did not. That's hilarious. Those connections. Yeah. So you started in churches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For like the first like? year. Like at night or daytime? Like At night. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. There's like this whole weird realm of like Christian comedy. where Really? Yeah. It's very interesting. Because uh, like I grew up really religious. Yeah. So uh, my dad had heard about like this christian comic who like did church so he had me like open for him and stuff nice um yeah so that was kind of my background for like the first year which is a weird it's a weird place to start doing comedy because you tell people that and they're like that's not really legitimate (laughs) and uh in a weird way like once i turned 18 and i started doing clubs i remember the first time i did a club in san diego and i was like oh my gosh this is so much easier. Like, really? Oh yeah. I was like, everybody laughs exactly when they're supposed to right. because churches are nice and like fundraisers and corporate stuff. Like people are like nice because you know, they want to laugh and yeah. it's, it's, they're supportive and they want you to be good. But at the same time, you know, you're not in an environment that's like, were the lights all on, like fluorescent lights? And Sometimes, like, but you know, a lot of times they were good about it and they turn it off and they try to make it no a show. There's no true drink minimum. <laughs> there's no true drink minimum. But there's like this huge, you know, there's like these huge ceilings and there's like 400 people and, you know. It, were you at, in like the actual altar of the church, like where the priest like would stand? Or yeah. were you in like another, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Not for all of huge them. Room. I know, yeah, yeah, there were some huge, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like going up like a couple months in for like, 400 people who are like no that's nice sweetie uh (laughs) but they're also like not used to laughing in church like you're usually not supposed to do that right so um you know i never i never felt like i did super poorly at a church or anything i had like bad shows but i never felt like people were like booing and hissing right but when i did a club and i because performing for that big of crowds uh made me like get polished really yeah. quickly. I feel like, cause I didn't have time to like mess around. Like you do at an open mic, right, like yeah. open mics are cool. Cause you can kind of be like, does this work? Is this cool? <laughs> I don't know. And then just like trail off, but you couldn't <laughs> do that there. You had to like act like people paid money to you see the show. Cause yeah. they did. Yeah. And, uh, and so then I got to a club and I just did what I'd been doing and everybody laughed exactly when they were supposed to and stuff that had never worked in a church. Cause it was like too subtle worked. And I was like, Oh, this is like, this is a comedy club. This is where people come and they know what they're expecting. And I was like, this is so much better <laughs> than what I've been doing. But in a way, like a church, now that you mention it, it's like, I'm thinking about it. That's the greatest sort of like boot camp to learn comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good training ground. Especially I mean, did to you be have clean. a mic too? Or mm-hmm. were you just yeah. projecting? Okay. Oh yeah. No, definitely. A mic. lot of projecting. I feel like would yeah. be that going on there in that big room. Yes. And then you gotta be clean. So it's like the perfect transition into like, if you want to do like a set, on like tv or something oh yeah right oh yeah 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 even now like when i think i write a dirty joke and then i'll tell somebody like another comic yeah. at a club show and they're like that's not that's not dirty that's at all. not dirty at all <laughs> like you could do that on television yeah. i'm like oh okay cool great <laughs> yeah so the transition so you're like 16 and you've been doing how i mean how many 
were you going out every night to like no, churches or no, no, just no, like no. once in a while? That's the other thing. Yeah, like I was in high school. Like you can't right, yeah. get up. I went to I went to college um, in San Luis Obispo for like three months and did like maybe two shows yep. and that was when I was like oh I need to go home and start doing this for real and that was right when I turned 18 um but I mean yeah no I was getting up like maybe like a, a few times a month okay so not like every night or but, like anything. you're in school like you know yeah. you're a high school student were you like writing jokes like all the time was that like your motivation or to, like, I was trying to I mean it's crazy. Like, do you feel like when you first started, you kind of were like writing like crazy and no, then it sort of slows down? No, not at all. No. See, that's kind of how I felt. I felt like when I first started, I was I was writing like crazy and I had lots of ideas. And then the further I get into it, I'm like, okay, I really have to sit down and discipline myself. But yeah, at first, I mean, I, you're just so like green. You're like, ah, oh, I can write about well, anything. That's true. You're right, actually. Now that I think about it, like yeah. every week. You had a new five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was all terrible, but right, you yeah. had it. But you had it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I baked, I baked <laughs> this. It tastes like garbage, but yeah. it's, it's edible. It's presentable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I put icing on it. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So, uh, so when you're 18, you're going to like full steam. Uh, yeah. Move out to, to LA and like start. No, I just moved to LA. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in the last, uh, four or five months because. Well, I was going, I was still going to college Mm -hmm. up until like a year ago. Okay. And then a year ago, I decided I was going to take the summer off because I was going to school in uh, San Marcos, so close to San Diego. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take the summer off. I'm just going to focus on comedy because up until that point, I've been taking classes straight through the summers. Right. Just trying to get out. I was like, I'm going to take this time off, go back in the fall. So I took summer off and a lot of stuff started happening. I started getting up more and more. Um, and then in the fall, I had these like NACA showcases and I had some some road work. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to take fall off to focus on this stuff because this might shape my coming year of work. So then I took the fall off <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go back in the spring. And then I took the fall off and I did these NACA showcases uh, for colleges and I booked like 40 50 colleges for the wow. spring yeah. yeah and um so you came back to college but this time you're exactly th- yeah your friends yeah, are yeah. coming to see you <laughs> exactly so uh when i booked all that work in the spring i i i you know signed up for classes and i was like i can i can do this yeah and then i realized if i miss two classes or more i get dropped from the course right so i was like so i can't do this yeah. i'm gonna be gone for like three weeks at a time and back for like three days and gone for three weeks at a time and back for a couple of days so i was like okay so you can either take a couple online courses and then hope that over the summer you can take you know but i mean they don't adjust the tuition accordingly right. like if you take two classes or five you're still paying the full tuition exactly, yeah. so i was like all right, I can't keep this up. I can take a couple online courses, but then I'm going to have to re- go right back to being on campus. And uh, I had a lot of trouble deciding about that just because, you know, like I got straight A's in high school and I yep. worked really hard and I wanted to get a degree and be the person uh, I set out to be as a child. <laughs> and then my parents came and saw me uh featured a club like in December and they were like, maybe just drop out of school. And I was like, are wow. you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, yeah, I mean, go back eventually. And I was like, yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, 
I don't even know if I officially dropped out. I just dropped all my classes and stopped, stopped going. going. <laughs> I don't know if that's the protocol. I don't know if I was supposed to tell anybody or send a letter, but I just stopped going. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And like got to quit my job at the end of last year and stuff. So it was great. Yeah. yeah it's been awesome. So tell me more about like NACA and like touring colleges. Like how does that. So you just went to like a few showcases and I heard about NACA before like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go and they like judge you and they pick which schools that you can perform. Yeah, at? so it's it's a long process. Basically, the 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 nation is divided up. That sounded <laughs> weird. I woke up half an hour ago. Is <laughs> divided up into like I think seven regions. Okay. And then there's nationals. I want to say that might be wrong. Uh, don't quote me on that. But it is <laughs> roughly that number. And uh, basically, you pay to submit through your college agent to all these regions. And then that goes through like a couple rounds of student judging. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they pick who they want to fly out to their conference. Okay. Which is the showcase. Right. So there are a couple different showcases you can get. You can get like a five minute or a 15 minute or you can host or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So if you get picked, you have to get yourself out there and then you have to pay another fee to perform. So, like most things college related, it is somewhat of a racket. Yeah. <laughs> so then you get out there and uh, you you do the showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully everybody likes you. You go stand in a booth in like a big hall uh, and wait for students to come up to you and be like, can we bring you to our school? Um, and hopefully they have like these meetings where everybody gets together and talks about who they want to book. And hopefully a bunch of schools get together and book you as a block. Wow. For like a week. Yeah. So you're out and you just do all those schools. Cause then it's cheaper for them cause they don't have to pay as much in travel. Um, and better for you because you get to do multiple shows right. while you're in the same area of the country. Uh, so I did three regionals and nationals last year. Uh, and yeah, booked, booked a good amount of work off of that. Cause it's great. Cause I mean, the risk is you can pay to submit and not get a showcase. Yeah. You can get a showcase and pay to do that and not get any work. Like there are people who go and audition and they don't book anything or they book one or two colleges Mm -hmm. and they break even. But I mean, if you go out and you kill, then you book a lot and it like pays over, you know, 10 times full. So it's, yeah, it's great for, and it's great for like building material and getting used to doing an hour. I mean, college, college crowds really vary in terms of, what they tend to be like I've been doing the colleges I've been doing the last month are all like welcome week first month of classes crowd. So everybody's yep. excited and they do it in like the theater and there's a couple hundred people. And then you get to like January, <laughs> which is when I started doing colleges yeah. and it's like 20 people in a fireside lounge <laughs> or like 15 kids in a cafe. They're all studying for midterms. Exactly. Like burnt out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's snowing. They're cold. It's <laughs> Tuesday night. It's like nine o'clock and there's no advisor there. It's just the students. Um, so I mean, you know, they're not all like the best. And they best. put you up like in a dorm or something? No, they put you up in a hotel. Okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of people getting put up in dorms. Luckily that does not happen That's not so much yet. fun though. Like what is your opinion on playing colleges? Because I know like right now, like mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, you know, college kids are too PC and it's not as fun anymore. Like, yeah, I it mean, sounds like it's super fun though. It just varies. Some yeah. of them are super fun. Some of them are great. Um, I just did University of Scranton and they have a lot of comedians and they had like a cool little uh, theater style lecture hall where they had like, you know, like 300 kids and they were all great and yep. it was packed and it was awesome. 
And then you go to some where you're like, how many comedians do you guys usually have? And they're like, we never really have. This is kind of our first <laughs> time. And you're like, oh, so nobody knows what to expect, really. Um, and those are the ones you kind of like get through. I had one college that had me MC like a talent show that was horrible because oh, everybody was just like drunk and chanting. And I was like, this is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. Um, but I mean, you know, yeah, you just never know what to expect until you get there. And I think it's good for me where I am right now. Cause like I'm 21, like I go out and I'm like, Oh, I performed for like 200 kids. And they're like, kids, you mean, <laughs> you mean your peers technically? <laughs> uh, but you know, it's good. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's good for where I'm at. I understand why more experienced comics don't want to do it because mm-hmm. it is hard to talk about certain things just because college kids don't have a lot of experience. Like right. they're not paying their own rent. They have a bunch of student loans. They're just not thinking about right now. They're they just like, oh, I'm just fully disappointed yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Ian Beck was talking about on that, that episode yeah. that I listened to of your podcast. Uh, yeah. They're just, they don't, they don't have a lot of perspective and it's not their fault. They're just, you know, they're still in that little bubble. Uh, so if I go in and I try to talk about anything like too real, yeah, like I have a new joke about how being an adult is really lonely <laughs> and they're like, they're like, we don't get it because yeah. they just, they live in their dorms and they have 50 friends. Yeah, exactly. They think. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, oh, that doesn't work here. But in clubs it gets like applause breaks <laughs> because everybody knows they're like, we're 40. We have like four people left in our <laughs> lives and two of them are our parents. Right. Like, So it's just the type of stuff you can talk about. So I understand how somebody going in who's like 35 would not want to do colleges because they can't, they can't talk about anything they care about. They just go in like anybody on Tinder, like, you know? (laughs) Um, So that's kind of the challenge is trying to find stuff that, that works in colleges and you think is funny and resonates with you and also works um, in clubs and, and, you know, is. What do you think is the like, because you said comedy clubs was, were a lot easier mm-hmm. than playing churches. I think so, yeah. Um, and you do a lot of colleges, too. Like, mm-hmm. where do you feel like you're the most comfortable or, like, is is one easier than the other? Do you feel like, do you, like, create the material when you're touring at colleges and then bring them to clubs or work on them at clubs and take them to the colleges? I mean, it just kind of depends where I'm at. Like, the first half of the year when I was just doing colleges because I was just on the road all the time. I uh I just had to work on them at yeah. colleges. Uh but yeah, I mean clubs are still my favorite. Yeah. Like comedy clubs are just the best and I think everyone would say that. But the problem is like comedy clubs don't pay as well as everything else right, does. Right. So you kinda like supplement with like colleges and corporate events and, and churches and other weird private gigs. So you can like go do a comedy club for a couple hundred dollars, right, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just the best environment for comedy because it's the low ceilings and it's dark and everybody wants to watch comedy. Yeah. Yeah, And usually knows. I remember we had one comedian, I forget her name, but she came to USF and like, I, I didn't even go, but I was like walking by and I saw all the windows were up, fluorescent lights. The stage was just like six inches off the carpet. At least there's a stage. Sometimes they're like, here, just do it in this corner. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. They're like, we got you a karaoke machine. Yeah. There's kids like walking around. Oh yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Walking through your dreams. Exactly. No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) That's so funny. Who are some of your favorite comedians when you're growing up? Oh gosh. Uh, My favorite comedians... I really love Maria Bamford. Oh, she's yeah. like my top. She's, she's so funny. So funny. Uh, You've seen her live, obviously, yeah? Yeah, I got to, I hosted a show she did last year, oh, and I so got cool. to meet her and was just, was just like in the back crying. I was so happy. <laughs> um, 
I really like her. Mike Birbiglia, I really love. Uh, You know, obviously, all the big ones like Louis C.K. And, you know, obviously. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I really like uh, Bill Burr, obviously. Bill Burr, like, comes up in every one of my podcasts, like, accidentally. Oh, yeah. I'll always bring him up, like, I'm just... Because he's the best. He's the best, yeah. He's just, like, the king. I don't know how... I still don't know, and I've asked so many people this question, how do you r- not write jokes? Like, I, when I write a joke, I go pen and paper, mm-hmm. and Bill Burr's like, I don't do any of that. I just go on stage and riff for, like, an hour. And well, he's been doing it for how many years? It's like, of course. It's the most amazing yeah. thing I've I'm ever not seen. like that either, Um, and I've watched interviews with Maria Bamford where she says, I don't do that. She's like, I have to, like, oh, write it down. Oh, she's very meticulous. Yeah, yes. I've heard she practices, like... In yes. front of a mirror, like very like professional. And yes, um, which I really envy people who can just get up and be like, I just find the punchlines. Right, like, I just kind of stumble into them, and I'm like, How do you do that? That still blows my mind. I don't know how they. I do think that. because if you've been doing long and uh, you've been doing it long enough, you probably have that comfort on stage where you're like, All right, I know how to handle a crowd. I know what I can go into. Maybe one of my five hours of <laughs> material, like a little bit here and there. Like, you just probably have that confidence to go out and be like, I'm going to find it. I'm hilarious. I know my voice now. Right. But for people like us who are, like, a little bit newer, I need a plan so I'm comfortable enough to riff and, like, go off script, knowing that I have points to come back and, and hit right. if I'm going to work on new material. Because if I just go out and say, I'm just going to talk about this, I'm going to blank in 20 <laughs> seconds of not getting a laugh, and I'm going to revert back to old material that's me too yeah, yeah. like I'll, I'll go off 10 seconds tops and i'm like all right no this is yeah. not gonna happen yeah. yeah yeah but i'm sure that probably comes with just maturity and and experience um that's the frustrating thing right. about this art form it's like there's no i was thinking about this the other there's just no shortcut and to it's limitless them. like you literally can work your whole life yeah and you can still find new stuff mm-hmm. that's what i love about it actually like mm-hmm yeah it's incredible like you could just keep going and it'll you could change your act completely yeah exactly it just kind of grows with you but yeah right now it's just so frustrating <laughs> i'm like oh like i'm a few years in Do i you feel just like you figured be... out your voice though like i feel like For when i right hear now, you i feel like i you've got everything like locked down you got oh, your voice thank and you. everything thank you yeah people tell me that and i i agree with them to a certain degree uh i think I, I found it for changing. now. Yeah. yeah. But also I've kind of been the person I am since I was, you know, 13. I feel <laughs> like, but maybe somebody, everybody feels that way. I've just never been very good at being young or being a teenager, or being a college student. Like I thought I was going to go to college and live in the dorms and like, I'm going to love this. Yeah. These are my people. I'll be an RA. Yeah. I'm going to be friend. <laughs> like, I've been waiting my whole life to be friends with college kids. Right. College students are my jam. And then I got there and I was like, oh, these are just all the same people, but bigger. <laughs> like, these aren't different these people. Are the same idiots from high school. Yeah, this is the same idiots <laughs> from high school. Like, what are we doing? Uh, you thought it would be like having tea and talking about like Bachner I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I don't know what I thought because I'm not even that smart. I just, I just have always uh, felt sort of, uh, out of place in my age group um but i do too and I, yeah. I have a question so you're the oldest of your siblings yes. and i'm an only child did you have okay. to like when you were growing up did you have to like talk to adults more and is that why you feel like yeah that might be it is that what it is that makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah because it's turning I'll, into therapy now but I I'm just like, do you think that's what it is what's that we had to talk to adults? yeah <laughs> i used to uh i used to have a joke i never really did it but i used to have a joke where i said uh 
I growing up I always used to say that I'm I'm just better with adults, <laughs> which is like saying I'm just better with people who have to be nice to me. <laughs> just the people who are uh obligated to be kind. Um but I don't know. Maybe that's just part of I think as a comedian that's a good quality to have is just always feeling slightly off balance and out of place, but it does get a little exhausting sometimes where I just want it to be easy having social right. interactions. <laughs> but I mean, that social maturity, like I feel like, like, uh, I don't know about if you had it too, but like when you talk to adults, like you got all the jokes and stuff when you were young, when you got yeah. to the playground and you're telling jokes, your jokes are far more mature than the kids are talking. I guess still talk about, uh, poop <laughs> and pee. Okay. Yeah. I got, I'm going to talk to you about it. Uh, like George poop and Bush. Pee? And you guys heard politics. about divorce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just some dark, material. some really dark stuff. <laughs> Hey guys, how was your summer? My mom died. Just like real, <laughs> just go into it. Real deep stuff. This is my opener. This is my opener. I would actually say that. Go, yeah. This is my opener. Like, what are you talking about? You're weird. You can't play dodgeball with us. You anymore. can't play dodgeball with us. Like, I didn't want to anyway. I just go back to reading. <laughs> did you read a lot when you were a kid? I did read a lot when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, and now I drive too much so i just listen to audiobooks audiobooks well yeah. that's what norm said too he said you're very literate and you're a great writer. oh on the show yeah oh yeah that was very nice but you are a great writer i think you, like thank all your you. jokes are like so tight and solid oh thank you i really appreciate that yeah i go in and out where sometimes i'm like I'm like you're you're not a bad writer and then other <laughs> times i'm like you're garbage <laughs> this is terrible what's your like writing process like do you just like have a set time a day or um, I've been trying to do that more lately, not even so much having a set time, but just being better at identifying the times where I can sit mm. down and write and it's going to be productive. productive. Yeah. Cause lately I have been getting to that point where I'm like, okay, you're not producing material as quickly as you want to be. So you just need to be writing even when you don't want to. And that is so hard oh my to God, just yeah. sit down and just write a bunch of terrible terrible ideas i have at least 10 legal pads just with premises and no jokes oh just so bad so bad does it ever just kind of just devolve into you like reprimanding yourself for yeah. things you've done <laughs> over the course of your life like i'll just be writing like oh this zoos are funny because of this and then it just turns into like why don't you call your dad like <laughs> it just turns into like a diary entry where i'm just like i can't write anything good that's so Why? true like what's what's going on <laughs> why does anyone love like all this <laughs> gets real dark just gets real dark <laughs> and i'm like what's funny about this <laughs> monkeys are weird right yeah then my set list for the night is just like hopelessness <laughs> sad yeah. i think that's the what makes comics great though like you gotta have Being that sad. element in your dna somehow yeah like to turn that into a positive is what I think comedy is. Somehow. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's hope so. <laughs> I'm hoping that's that's the right way to go. Otherwise, it's just sadness. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just sadness and no no product. <laughs> well, tell me about the show. How did you like the show? Was it a lot of fun? Last or? comic? Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was fun. It, for me, it was very stressful. How did it even come up? Did you, were there like auditions or did somebody tell you you should do it? They, so I went out. Um, on my first like college run and I was supposed to be gone for three weeks and I'd done like a couple shows and I was feeling very empowered. I was like, I did it. Yeah. And then I got an email, uh, from one of the, the producers or casting, I forget. 
and they were like, hey, we were wondering if you could come audition for the show at the Hollywood Improv on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So I'm I'm in like Massachusetts. I don't have a show Monday or Tuesday, but there's usually no reason to fly back to right. the opposite coast for a night yeah. and then come back the next day for a show because it's an all-day process uh, when you fly the cheap flights that I do. <laughs> so... I looked at flights and, you know, they're already expensive because it's in a few days. And I talked to a couple people who I knew had auditioned and I was like, is this worth doing? They're like, yeah, don't be stupid. (laughs) So I flew back Monday um, and then went, did the audition at, I think, eight o'clock on Tuesday. And it was like three and a half minutes in front of like a full crowd at the Hollywood Improv, which was great because I'd heard some people just did it for producers. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. (laughs) Yeah, it was like three and a half minutes. We didn't get to watch each other. They just had us in a line outside the door. Wow. They just were sending us in. How many people were in there? Um, On the lineup? Yeah. I don't know. I want to say, I want to say a lot. I want to say like 10 or something, maybe more. Wow. Yeah, I don't really know. It was, I mean, it was a, it was quite a run at three and a half minutes but i got to go like second or third which was great yeah uh and so went in did it ran out and a couple of my friends took me to the airport and i hopped on a flight wow yeah right out of there and then i thought i was gonna have to wait for like i'm like all right well i'm not gonna hear back about that at all yep and if i do it'll be in a month or so and they called me like in the next day or two and we're like hey we want to put you on the show because i think amazing. it was the last yeah i think it was like one of the last auditions yeah because uh, i knew people who had done like three callbacks so wow. i was like if i i'm probably not gonna get this um but yeah they called me the next day and they were like all right so we'll be in touch and then it was like another four months before we did any filming so i was just waiting around yeah for that to start uh and yeah i mean it was a pretty quick process it was only like three weeks in total of shooting yeah so it was really fast that's what i realized like it was all like i was francisco ramos would come through Mm -hmm. the club and i was like man i'm rooting for you and then like i realized like way later like that was all taped months ago yeah (laughs) like that was the hard thing is like people would come up and be like you're gonna win and i'm like i don't though like that was my favorite (laughs) thing about ian bag is like his twitter was so amazing because he didn't care and he was like that on the show too where he was just so funny backstage because you could tell he's just like i'm i'm a professional comedian i don't need this I'm the best. <laughs> and we were like, we know. And on his Twitter, people were like, you're going to win. I can't wait for you to win. I'm rooting for you. And he goes, I get fifth. <laughs> like he was just like, did not care whatsoever. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, I hope I don't violate the confidentiality clause. <laughs> like I was so scared. <laughs> and he just didn't care. Bag uh, is amazing. Like at, he comes once a month to the comedy magic club. Mm-hmm. And he just, after the show, he's like, like he hates promoting himself. Yeah. Which is hilarious. He's like, all right, guys, like I'll be outside. I'm selling t-shirts and uh, tune in tomorrow night. I'm on last comic standing. I get fifth, whatever. Like, <laughs> just like, everyone's just like, what? Like, Oh, so awesome. Just like, aren't you not supposed to tell us yeah. that? And then, I, but I'm sure it worked uh, in the sense of like some people probably were like, he probably wins. He's probably trying to throw right. us yeah. off. <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was so funny. Um, all his backstage stuff too. When he was like in the makeup 
oh the my clips gosh. that they would throw up online. He was so funny. Like in the, I wish they had like cameras in the vans. Oh really? Because we'd just be sitting in vans for a lot of it yeah. while they were waiting to take us and waiting <laughs> to take us out of the van because like Roseanne might be nearby and they didn't want any of us to attack her. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was so funny. Were you guys just hanging out most of the time, like waiting? Yeah, I'm I mean, sure all those, those... Those shoots are long days, right? Yeah. yeah. All the, well, all those shots in, like, the green room, mm. I mean, that's on, like... That's in, like, a soundstage where they just built this room, <laughs> and we'd just sit there for, like, six hours and wow. wait for them to call us in. And so you'd just be sitting in this room where people are kind of circling you with cameras. And, like, the first round, there's, like, 25 of us in there. So yep. we were kind of trying to, like be cool and like talk to each other right. and do bits <laughs> and uh i mean i wasn't because i was i mean i wasn't succeeding but i was like just don't look like a loser like because i'm like the least experienced person there i'm so young i'm so nervous i have so much makeup on my face and by like the second round third round because there weren't that many rounds like i was just done like i was just done trying to like be cool in yeah. the backstage area i was like they're not gonna have any usable clips of me because it's just <laughs> me watching scandal on my iphone <laughs> by like the there was like one outlet so yeah. you, if you wanted to charge your phone that was it so i just like crouched by there the bar an and comments. just watched scandal yeah because a lot of people knew each other and a lot of people were very seasoned and mm-hmm. i'm one of those people where i like respect the hierarchy where i'm like i'm not gonna talk to you if you've been doing it right four times as long as me unless you engage with me yeah because what right do i have <laughs> as a newbie like i shouldn't even be here um like that was the hardest part about getting to top 10 is like they would interview us and they asked everybody the same questions of like why should you win and i just be like everyone's so good here because like what am i supposed to say like i shouldn't win I'm 21. No. That would be stupid. Like, I really, I think I said that during, like, the backstory interview where I was just like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't win this. Like, I'm too young. That wouldn't make any sense. That would not make the show credible if I won as, like, the top comic (laughs) in this competition. Like, no. But you can't say that. You have to be like, I hope I win. Yeah. No, but But. I definitely think, like, you totally deserve to be there and you're, like, one of the best. Yeah. But, like, uh talking about the hierarchy of comedy i'm totally like in that too yeah like that mindset like oh man like just respect the higher respect that yeah. yeah and we were talking about the comedy store before mm-hmm. we started the podcast and like how that place is totally like you're in or you're out like yeah. there's no hanging around mm-hmm. kind of a and i'm so bad at hanging out yeah i just want to like go and work and go home <laughs> or like go to the next show like i'm i'm just not good at it i'm not good at like shooting the shit and being cool well, I mean, Chris Rock was like that, I read. Really? He would just go do... He, he didn't hang out? He didn't make that many he's friends. Chris Rock. he's Chris Rock. So. I know. <laughs> I gotta be Chris Rock good in order for my I think antisocial personality <laughs> to work out. It's only okay to be antisocial if you're, if you're Chris Rock. That's it. <laughs> if you're a genius, it's fine. Ugh. What was your favorite moment on the show? Um, like on camera or just... In just anything. Anything one like thing that you took away from that whole experience i don't know i mean being on it was really cool just because i did like grow up watching it yeah uh, you know like i and there are so many people for the first because i'm so young that i saw those comics for the first time on that show uh which is interesting to get older and see like the the sort of reputation it has is like everybody's done that like mm-hmm. it's not a big deal and i'm like yeah but i saw like that's the first place i ever saw like kathleen madigan or like todd right. glass because yeah. i was a baby 
Um, Amy Schumer, like all the first place I saw Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Like they had her in the opening montage scene. Like they had like her and I think Cristela Alonso and oh, wow, nice. somebody else. I think Felipe Esparza. They they just had like the couple like biggest people who had gotten to the finals, and she was one of them. And I was like, oh yeah, definitely play <laughs> that up. She's like, that's her first like big right. big break thing. Somebody tweeted that at me too. They're like, Amy Schumer didn't win either. You can be fine. I'm like. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing people so don't sweet. realize when they watch that show is that these guys have been doing it for years. Years. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the top 100, most of the people are like working comedians. Yeah. Like, it, you know, like I heard a couple newer comics being like, I mean, none of them are even new. Like, it's not, you're not discovering people. It's just people who work. It's like, well, yeah. That's not how stand-up works. Like, yeah. You gotta have X amount of years before you can have an Exactly. Act. Yeah. They're not going to put open micers on a national <laughs> television show However, and promote you. However, we start you. that show. Yeah. Open micers. That would be the open funniest show. <laughs> open micer. Last open micer standing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it, you don't get to perform for a paid audience. You get to perform for four people in a who bar. Who walk in and out. And who walk in and out every week. <laughs> With a barista shouting out orders. Yes. <laughs> and the Clippers game is always on oh behind you. Oh, my gosh. Which is a giant TV. <laughs> that would be so fun. And anybody who gets one laugh gets to move on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so um, cool. So uh, I don't know what my favorite moment was. Yeah, it was just cool. I think just those moments where I got to take myself out of it and be like, wow, you were watching this as a child. 10 years ago and now you're on it like that's crazy that's awesome, yeah. yeah like that was really cool um you know getting judged by like norm and roseanne and keaton like that was cool uh we had to meet wanda sykes that was rad that's awesome yeah yeah and then yeah honestly the backstage stuff just ian being really funny was probably one of my <laughs> favorite because he's so, he's just so funny to me like he's one of my favorites yeah so getting to see him uh just like mess around because like in that hierarchy he's far above me like i hosted a weekend for him once and was just like oh my god you're amazing <laughs> like you're such a good comedian and then just like went home and just sobbed over my <laughs> my half-hearted joke <laughs> attempts it's like i'm not even doing it right but yeah that's awesome so what what are you right now you're are you doing a lot of college tours right now or are you yeah kind of just a combination um like i'm in town this week and so i have a lot of spots lined up. I'm at the Laugh Factory tonight and later this week. Um, and then next week, I don't even know what day it is. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, but my next thing is uh, I'm doing a taping for Gotham Comedy Live oh, in New awesome. York. Yeah, Great so we're, job, I'm yeah. going, I think, next week, depending on what day it That's is. That's going to be awesome, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, from there i'm going to do a college in florida and and yeah just stuff like that i have a couple naca showcases this year because you can't do the same ones you did last year right it's every other year so i'm doing south and west and those are coming up um and yeah that's awesome i'd have to look at my schedule it's like i'm booked out i think i have dates like through next summer but i just don't I don't even know what they're... I only know, like, the last thing I booked <laughs> as of right now. And I'm like, I have a weekend in January. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's, um, like, out of all the stuff... Like, I know this is a hard one, but there's, like, your worst bomb. And then what's, like, the most fun you've had, like, on stage? My worst bomb? Oh, my gosh. It might have been that talent show. Honestly, the one I mentioned earlier yeah. about the, the college. Because it was just... They wanted me to do comedy anytime there was a technical difficulty, basically. They'd be like, hey, 
Kelsey and Trish are getting into their tutus for the talent portion. <laughs> Can you go out and do two minutes of comedy? Oh my god! And so I go out and I'd be like, all right, two minutes. Is that cool? And they're like, do 15 more. And I just couldn't tell any jokes because everybody was yelling. So then right. I tried to do crowd work and then I like brought somebody up on stage and like had them juggle. Cause like, I don't, I don't care at that point. <laughs> and they were like, maybe don't do that. Cause we don't bring people up on stage. And I was like, yeah, well they're not really responding to jokes. So, and they're like, if you just like tell jokes, they'll calm down and listen. And I said, okay. So I went out and I told jokes and they started chanting immediately. Uh, so that was horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, that might have been the word. That was one of those things where I just went back to my hotel and looked at my check and was like, okay. <laughs> All right. You get away Earn- with this time. I earned that. <laughs> uh, and then best times on stage. I don't know. That's another one where it's like the most recent thing is just is just probably the best. Like doing University of Scranton might be my answer for right most now. Fun. Just yep. because whenever I go to colleges, I just expect them to be really bad. So I'm not disappointed. And so when you get there and it's like a real show and it's awesome and it feels like you're playing like a small theater, right? those are so great. And yeah. it's just like easy and it flows out of you and stuff. So that, that might be the most fun I've had recently. You know, those times where you're on stage and you're like, you're authentically laughing yeah. with everybody because it's just in the moment. Easy. Yeah. You're yeah. just totally present. Um, so yeah, that might be it. That's awesome. Yeah. And what's like, I know we already talked about your favorite comics growing mm-hmm. up and watching Last Comic Standing. Was there like a defining album or special when you were a kid that you're like, oh, I, I can do stand up or I want to do stand up? Was there um, anything like that? Somebody's defining special. Like when I saw Delirious by Eddie Murphy, I was like, this is yeah. the funniest thing I've ever seen. You're like, like, and you're like, I want to do I'm that. I'm obsessed with stand up. Well, no, when you see Eddie Murphy, you're like, I you're can't like, do that <laughs> at all. But I was just like, I need to watch more yeah. stand up as much as possible. Yeah. Um,. Well, I didn't know what stand-up was until I was, like, 11 or 12, Yeah, I think. And then I saw... So late. I saw, um, like, a Comedy Time video. It was, like, the first time... I'd seen stand-up before that. Mm. But it was always... I don't... Maybe I hadn't. Comedy Time, like, the Ice House ones on yeah. YouTube? Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw the Angela Johnson one. Where oh, she, the yeah. The one that, like, blew up. Right. I saw it when I was, like, 12. And I remember Googling what stand-up comedy was because i looked at it in the description because i didn't know what it was um so like that's a moment i remember in terms of it just coming on my radar um honestly when i went away to college i'd only been doing it for you know like a year Mm -hmm. and i was 17 and a half and i i liked it and i was having fun but i wasn't getting up every night i had no idea how to get into it i was listening to podcasts but i just had no connection to that world i'd never been to a comedy club show right uh so the two things that came uh came to a point there i guess was when i went away to san luis obispo there was no place to get up there was just nowhere there were no open mics there was nothing i'd like go watch the improv team and be like maybe i should do that yeah I just, there was nothing out there. Then I flew home to do a church gig because uh, they like flew me out. And then I, I got to do like 30 minutes and I went back and was like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then I just watched uh, the Jerry Seinfeld documentary comedian like 40 times me until too. I got to go home. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't cite that as like a huge influence yeah. because watching somebody as huge as him working out a new hour and just watching him like bomb and forget what he's saying on stage was so important. Totally. And then to have the 
the juxtaposition of Orny Adams just being like, I got this. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. So I know what I don't want to do <laughs> and what is okay right. when I'm working it out and figuring stuff out. I mean, just like the best advice for stand-up comedians came out of that. Um, so that, that was, that was pretty huge. That uh, movie, like funny people, the jet app. Oh one, yeah. Those are all like in rotation. Uh huh. Like, Where you're just like, okay, it's so hard. It's so hard. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, this isn't really a special, but when I was a couple months after I turned 18 and I moved home to go to community college and do comedy, uh, I was still like, I've never seen a comedy club show. Maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for it. Maybe I can't do it. Maybe all of these like, you know, peripheral shows that I've been doing uh, on the fringes of comedy aren't real comedy like maybe doing corporate stuff isn't real maybe doing fundraisers and churches and all that stuff maybe that's just not real comedy um so i i got a couple of my friends to go with me because mark maron was headlining a night at the ice Ice. house yeah yeah with maria bamford and eddie pepitone wow what a lineup yeah and i think nick yusuf did like five minutes at the top that's awesome yeah yeah so and I'd never seen a club show and I just turned 18. So I got in and I was like, sweet, this is awesome. <laughs> and I, we sat in the back and I watched it and I was just like in love by the end of it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. And shortly after that, I was like, okay, got to start, yeah. got to start doing clubs. Um, got to do this for real. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I still get nervous when I perform at the ice house. Like I'm past there now. Like Jan sends me emails, like when are your avails? Yeah. And I'm still, every time I go in there, I'm like, okay don't <laughs> don't bomb this is sacred ground like it it means so much to me that i get booked there now because it was just just such a big moment for me uh, yeah just getting to that point where i was like oh i need to perform anywhere and everywhere that i can yeah. well thank you so much for talking thank to me. you for having me this and i know you feel like you're psyched out about going to the ice house stuff but i think you're like going to be the next huge comic oh that's so nice you're a really great comic so thank you so much for talking thank you very much thank you